Welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And I'm EJ Kerwin. And today our topic is faulty wiring. Understanding how our past affects our current love relationship. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah, this is a great one. We're going to try to condense it. Yeah, I love this. Into about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, I, I, what I love about this is this is really at the, the heart mm, yes. of the work that we do with couples. Is couples come in with a with a problem with a symptom with something that's that's going on in their in their relationship that has been that has been very repetitive very cyclic yeah and they want and they want like hey what's just fix this problem and what we do is we help them understand it's not just that yeah that, that, well yeah that there's that there's reasons you know and there's reasons why it has become a repetitive pattern and unresolved yeah and the beauty of it is it's most often i mean it has something to do with the dynamic between the two of them right. but a lot of times it's about stuff that both of them brought into the relationship and i think that there's a certain amount of like freedom in that idea because you know oftentimes couples come to us especially when they come to us and it's really in a they're in a really tough place with each other right. where they're like oh my gosh can we even make this work? Like, yeah. like we're just fundamentally broken right now. Yeah. And understanding how your past is affecting you currently in your relationship, mm-hmm. and your, with your just the attachment you have with your significant other. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a way to get to the solutions and a way to yeah. help people reconnect, and uh, and it's also a way just to to learn about ourselves and each other in a really profound and important way. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, bottom line is the way in which we learned or didn't learn to receive and give love growing up is going to have a profound impact on, you know, your relationship with your partner. Yeah. And so we really, in the beginning, when we do our work with couples, we get a really good history of their um, emotional environment growing up, you know, how did how did their primary caregivers handle stress? How did they show affection? How did they give love? Were were um, some emotions okay? Some not okay? I mean, we go through, and so we, you know, the couples get to sit back and kind of learn about the other's emotional mapping, if you will, why they are triggered, how they are triggered, and then their defense mechanisms to those triggers. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, our soft spots you know, just as like individuals are clearly going to be our soft spots in our relationship right. as well. You know, if, if we grew up in a household where we were criticized a mm-hmm. lot, you know, where you're that was getting just it happening. wrong, you're not doing it right. You yeah. could have done better. Yeah. Verbally and non-verbally. Then if we get into a relationship with somebody and, and again, you know, in like we've talked happened. about in, in past, uh, uh podcasts where, where, oh, we feel great for this period of time, but then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, time passes and we start to feel criticized in our relationship as well. And it feels intolerable. Yeah, and well, and it, it's like, it's, it's what we call, it's a, it's a trigger, you know? And it's like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, you're having this big reaction 
to this dynamic within your relationship yeah. and your partner's kind of like wait what you know what's going on like I just like I asked you if you could put the plastic on the top of the dishwasher <laughs> and the dishes on the bottom and and you're having this yes. big reaction clearly you're getting triggered that is from a something hint. in your past yes. that is a hint that there's some maybe unprocessed unresolved or just lack of understanding how it impacts us and, and some of the um, indicators that the past may be affecting your current relationship things like one of the biggest ones unresolved conflict you keep yeah. having the same conflict over and over and over again and you can't seem to have a solution and you're both really smart people and you love each other and you don't understand something else is there yeah right? there's some big obstacle and um, but the, the opposite of this is if you're avoiding conflict if like and and we see you know just as much as we see a couple who's arguing a heck of a lot we have couples who come in who are just like, we're just attached. And then we talk to them about like, well, how do you resolve conflict? And they're like, well, we don't really argue about things. Yeah. We don't we don't get into arguments. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, the, the, and that means that, that one or both of you is conflict avoidant. And if you're avoiding conflict, you know, because conflict is normal. We're going to get into arguments yeah. in our relationship. It's, it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. There's just healthy ways of doing it. Yeah. And, we'll and so if you're avoiding it, how are you ever going to find any resolution, right? Yeah. Uh, withdrawal from the relationship. Um, for some people, when they are triggered, it feels really uncomfortable. And a lot of people have a difficult time staying with uncomfortable emotions. So the best way to do that is to just avoid or withdraw, you know, emotionally and or physically from the relationship. Yeah. You know, again, another sign that the past may be triggering some current stuff yeah. happening. Another, another indication might be just repetitive patterns. Things keep happening over and over again. Like, like um, I can think of one couple that we had, and actually a few couples have had this, where like, They'll have times where they feel really connected and things are really wonderful. And then a year, maybe two years, or even it can be shorter, it can be six months, they they get this feeling of just being like completely separate, you know, and, and not connected. And, and they repeat it over and over and over again. And, and it can even be that you notice that it's a pattern for an old relationship. Mm -hmm. That you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I thought this would never happen with you, but this happened with my previous, you know, person I was with, and it happened with the person before. Like, wow, what's the common denominator yeah. here? Like, it's it's me, you know. Me, and usually it's right. We all have unmet needs from our childhood. You know, our parents. Some of them did the best they could. Some of them, you know, didn't. Um, but usually our unmet needs from childhood gets played out in our, you know, our yeah. primary attachment as an adult. Yeah. And if we don't have a really good understanding of how that looks, why that looks, how that feels, we're going to automatically project that our partner is a terrible person and he is making me feel this way or she's making me feel this way and I just can't be with them. Yeah. So another, this is a big indicator for, for us as well with couples and um, it's when our reaction yes. outweighs the the stimulus, the thing that, that that's triggering it, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, the, the way the way I look at the, at this is is like if Tara says something to me or does something, and if my reaction just weighs a heck of a lot more than what it was she did, if she if she you know asks me to. Hey, have you gone out and uh, and fixed you know the deck uh, that's broken? And or even I just, just fed like, the dog. <laughs> and I just like and I'm just like automatically like yeah, I said I'd do it. 
you know, those things are, you know, something else is going on, you mm -hmm. know. And so mm -hmm. I think it's a really important thing for us to yeah. do as, as, uh, as individuals in the relationship is, is just noticing, is my reaction bigger than, than, yeah. than the interaction I had with you? And just being able to understand yourself better, it's kind of like I use metaphor, like you're the driver of your own, your own bus. Instead of sitting in the back and like letting other people drive and tell you where to go, you're just like, wait, I know what's happening, right? Like right now I feel really, you know, hurt and lonely and not important. And gosh, I used to feel that way all the time when I was growing up. And EJ's intention is not to make me feel this way, but he definitely triggered something. And, and now I have the choice, right? Okay, I can process this and like, you know, take a time out and go take some few breaths, whatever. And then come back to EJ and let him know how it made me feel. Or I could just, you know, you know, get pretty impulsive and, and blame you for it and then, yeah. you know, get it out that way, which, you know, it's a lose-lose situation when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, um, and sort of our final sort of indicator that the past is, is affecting your current relationship is just that conflicts start looking like the exact same yes, thing yes, yes, yes. no matter what they're it could be about, about <laughs> yeah i call it the meat grinder it's like we can throw you know we can throw anything you know it's like when you know when they're making sausage or whatever they can put you know they can put venison they can put pork they can put chicken they put it all in and they grind it it looks the same and we do that in our relationship where where it can be about finances about finances sex. about are we going are we going out this weekend are we not it can literally be we've had couples say about the color of the paint, paint. on the wall yeah. that they can be talking about that and they have the same argument with the same intensity with the same lack of resolution with the same yeah. lack of resolution yeah. that they did about some topic that was like you know like super important and so yeah. You got to start looking at like, wow, are we just having a really hard time, yeah. you know, getting to solutions? Are we having a hard time discussing right. things? So then, I mean, the question is, how do we gain a deeper understanding of how our past may be contributing to issues in our relationship, right? And the importance of therapy. Here yeah, is, I'll, I'll kind of let you piggyback on that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the uh, the, you know. When you're when you're hitting these things, you know these symptoms that we talked about, where there's unresolved conflict, where you're avoiding conflict, mm -hmm. where you're withdrawing from each other, where there's repetitive patterns, mm -hmm. where where your response to your partner is much bigger than than, than what they said or did, it, it's a it's a great time to consider finding a couples therapist. Right. Um, and especially if you're able to do it before it's like chronic, before, before it's, it, yeah, it really before you guys up. are scared that you can't, you know, that you can't make it work. And, you know, it's important to get a, a therapist because it's somebody who can kind of help guide you guys in the process, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they're going to help, you know, well, most important is creating safety, but then explore certain beliefs about yourself that might be triggered in certain situations with your partner. I mean... Yeah, Ther th therapists. One of their biggest jobs. I know we take this very seriously. Is when we're with a couple. It's like when you're at the bowling alley and you have a four-year-old yes. throwing the bowling ball down, and you have you, the you put those bumpers you put on those there. bumpers up <laughs> to keep things out of the gutters. Yes, you know? we are bumpers. Yeah, the, our our job as couples therapists is to is well, to keep you guys. Yes, yeah, yeah, is is to keep um, 
is keep couples from going into the gutter, mm -hmm. you know? And so that it's a really important thing to, to consider getting therapy at a time mm -hmm. where you're realizing your past is deeply affecting your relationship. And let's just say, right, right now you don't have the means for therapy or there's just enough time. Some things you can do is just get really curious about yeah. your partner's like, you know what, I don't, how did your like, how did your mom and dad show affection? Were you able, did they show emotions? Did they talk to you about emotions? Could you express negative emotions like anger and sadness? Or was that, you know, just get really curious and ask certain questions. Yeah, yeah. I think we know like a good deal about our partners, about just sort of the, the nuts and bolts of their life. We knew where they, you know, we, we knew where they grew up and we knew about their siblings and we knew loosely what their parents about, did maybe. yeah, and, and we know like loosely like how they like sort of what their place, were they the black sheep of the family or were they like the, the overachiever or whatever. Right. But, but we really encourage couples to, to really start having more intimate conversations with each yes. other where they get really curious about, you know, just things like... How did yeah, your parents argue? Yeah, like, like yeah, what, what, did you, what was it like when your parents argued? Because that's going to tell you a lot about what they learned about how to deal with conflict, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. how did you... Did you avoid it or did you kind of get in there and try to solve it? You know, I mean, there's just so much information you can find out yeah. about, your, about your partner that yeah. you might not know. Absolutely. And it's important stuff. And again, just creates a better understanding and more compassion, and compassion is empathy, yeah, right? Yeah. It's kind of, that the number one goal for us when we're doing our work with our couples is how do we create compassion and empathy for our partner so when we are triggered, because we will be inevitably in our lifetime, that this person does not feel like the person that's hurting me intentionally, like he's the enemy. Yeah. Like we wanna, you know, we wanna have, oh, I understand why EJ is, you know, taking it this way and you know he's not intentionally trying to hurt me and yeah. let's jump jump back for a second let's go oh, because i know like some of these intimate conversations that we want you to have with your partner some couples just have no idea like how do i even go there like how do i get yeah. that information and so you know like we said you want to ask questions about like how did your family deal with conflict what was the mm -hmm. type of conflict you saw mm -hmm. you want to ask questions about love you know how did you see your parents, you know, give and receive love? How did they give and receive love from you? You know, did you get a, a lot of praise from your parents? <laughs> did you get a lot of praise from your parents? Yeah. Did you, um, you know, did you, did, what they, would, yeah. did they say I love you? You know, did they hug you? Was there a lot of physical affection? Were emotions, the biggest one is, were emotions talked about in the home? You know, positive or negative, and if they were talked about, you know, did you get, you know, uh, healthy modeling of how to deal with them, you know, or did mom avoid, or was there alcoholism in the family, which then there's a lot of avoidance, and people take on different roles. Again, there's just yeah. so much information what, that you can get. Um, yeah, and he, here's it. Here's what for some couples is really easy, and for other couples is is quite hard. Is is can you even have conversations about past relationships? You know, and that's, and you know, I know I get sensitive about that, you know, like I know sometimes when Tara talks about guys that she dated in the past, um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to hear about. But I also know like when you're telling me those, th those types of things, you are letting me in, you know, and mm -hmm. I know that you, you're trusting me 
with information. Right. And I also, I've, you know, I, I've learned a lot about you in those moments where you open up and tell me about struggles you had in old relationships. Mm-hmm. Even like, even I know one of the hardest things um, for me was, was you have an ex-boyfriend that you talk a lot about. You have a ton of fond memories yes. of him. And, uh, and, and that's hard, but also there's some things that you love, loved, <laughs> or, or still love, you know, right. about that relationship that I've like been like, man, I have to integrate that into our relationship. Like, I know like one thing I learned from that is like, is like the importance of when I see you and I haven't seen you for a little while, like that you really want me to like really be present and show mm-hmm. excitement, right. you know, for you. So, you know, yeah. learning about past relationships is, um, you know, is difficult, but, but important. Right. Um, yeah. So, so, um, I want to, Tara, was talking about. I know. Like, I kind of jumped ahead. Yeah, no, but uh, it's, emotional safety. Yeah, yeah we we want to create emotional safety with these type of discussions. Right. And because the ultimate goal in these discussions is is can I be empathetic, you know, to my partner? Can mm-hmm. I have compassion? Because when the when the past is affecting your relationship negatively, we're really reactive. And we start to blame each other. Right. And if I can flip it around and I can be curious about why Tara might be suffering, I might be able to like listen to her and I might be able to learn, right? Yeah. And here's the thing, if I if I feel judged by you, right, it makes me feel more alone anyway. And 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 that's what happens for a lot of people in those moments. They have conflict and they get heated and they get emotional and the other person's judging because they have no idea why it's happening. But when you can take that judgment piece out and shift it to compassion and empathy, it is like opening up an entire new world of, of everything, of connecting in a different way, of communicating in a different way, even during conflict and after conflict. Yeah. If, if I stop looking at you as just being pissed off at me mm-hmm. in a moment and mm-hmm. start looking at that moment and seeing that you're really suffering yes, I'm in a place and you're sad, mm-hmm. then I'm able to notice, I'm, I'm, I'm able to get out of my own story. Right. I'm, I'm able to get out of, out of you know, my own rebuttal for what you just said right. or getting defensive. And instead I can, be, I can open my heart to you mm-hmm. and I can say, okay, like, Terry, you, you seem really upset. Yeah. Can, like, what's, What's going on? And believe me, it's hard. We, we, you know, we have these conversations with you guys, but then like we go home and Tara's like, why didn't, why can't you do what you say? It's like, and it's because it's hard, right? Yeah, it is. It's super it hard. Is. But hey, our intentions are there. Our actions are there. They're just not 100% of the time and that's okay. Yeah. You know, we're trying to be the best people we can be for each other. And, you know, and every couple is different. Um, again, though, it is that there's a lot of layers to kind of what we're talking about. And, and if you feel like, you know what, we really need someone to help us navigate that, that's when we really encourage couples to go out and find a, a couples counselor, right, that, that, that focuses primarily on relationships to really help you get a better understanding and, again, create the, the bumpers in the bowling alley yeah. so you, you don't get off track. And the thing is, is if you do this work, 
if you let down your guards, if you get curious with your partner, if you learn a lot about their past, not only is it going to help you solve that, you know, that problem that you, you've been dealing with for a long time, but that's where you, this work turns into preventative and, and your relationship gets much stronger. You feel much more secure. Yeah. You know, like, you know, hey, yeah. we joke a lot, a lot about the whole, like, like we got this shit. We got you know? this shit. But it's like, you know, then it's, it's so <laughs> we much. We got this shit. Yeah. You, then, then when something crazy comes up that, yeah. that, that feels like it's going to derail you, you have the confidence that, like, man, we can get through this because I understand you. Like, I understand you so much more yeah. now than I did when I was like, you know, head over heels at the beginning of our relationship. Yeah, thinking and I was just a perfect girl. You, you were perfect. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> um, and, 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 it's, and it is continued work, right? Please yeah. don't confuse this with like, oh, we'll just understand each other's past and like that'll be it. it yeah. I mean, EJ and I, we still like, yes, we know each other really well and we've gone through a lot and we've processed a lot, but it's, it's continued work. It's continued work on ourselves and really being curious about our partner and their yeah. suffering yeah. and really trying not to take their suffering personally. Because when you do that, you're not giving them the benefit of the doubt and you're not giving them the space that they need yeah. and what and your presence in that situation. And so, you know, we're going to come back to this is going to be something we'll weave throughout we, our yeah. uh, our podcast. It's certainly something we weave we directly into all of our our work that we do with yeah, couples because you know because every subject we address whether it's sex money parenting finances it's it's all affected by our past and we just really want you guys out there to yeah. to to realize that and consider in your relationship you know maybe it's not that like we're just like fundamentally broken exactly but instead yeah, that's such a good way to say yeah, yeah but instead it's like we just got to understand each other better so yeah. we can be better problem yeah. solvers together yeah. in our yeah. relationship yeah we're just not equipped but we really want to be yeah yeah so how do we move forward yeah all right so okay. you want to move on to our question portion this question. is our Let's do it. favorite part or one of our favorite parts of the podcast um again if you have any questions ever um, or things, topics you'd like us to address in our podcast, Comments, please yeah, yeah. message us on Facebook at He Said, She Said Counseling or, uh, or at Instagram, He Said, She Said Couples. And we love feedback on our podcast. I mean, this is new for us. And yeah. so any feedback, we really greatly appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I will do the first one. Tara. Is, that, is that okay? That's perfect. All right. So our first question is from Facebook. And it is, are there such things as an acceptable white lie in your relationship? <laughs> that's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, lying a is, uh, one to, um, lying is tough. Have because, clarity too. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know my opinion around this is I feel like just like lies lead to more lies. Mm -hmm. And we certainly don't want to build a trend that there's some, that there are some things that are just okay to lie about. Um, I mean, I get it if there's like the white lie kind of, oh, like you're planning a surprise party and it's for the intention of the greater good, if you know what I mean, in your yeah. relationship. But if it's something where you just don't want to get caught, yeah. I mean, I think if you're ever if making... If you do get caught, it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely lead to some mistrust in the relationship yeah. for sure. Yeah. And or resentment. And yeah. like, why, if this person could lie to me about something so little... Why, what else could they lie to me about? And if you're lying to avoid accountability about something, I think that's a 
that's a yes, big problem. I mean, there, there's like actually one of my favorite sayings in the, the Tao Te Ching, uh, it's this like ancient mm -hmm. Chinese yeah. uh, book is, is if you have a problem, deal with it as soon as possible because it never gets better on its own. Mm -hmm. And so if there's something that you're lying because you didn't do or you, or, or, you know, or, or you, you want to avoid your partner finding out about it, I say you just, you, you go straight mm -hmm. at it and you tell them you're honest and then you, we, you move yes, forward. We err on the side of not lying. <laughs> yeah. Being yeah. honest as much as you can. And, Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. And We're again, and just really quick to piggyback on accountability, when a person in a relationship, well, I guess for, with us, it's you, yeah. when you're accountable for your actions, it makes me feel so good and it makes me respect you and trust you more, it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. It makes me feel validated, you know, and accountability is huge, you know, even if it's about something so little as like, uh, no, I know you just rolled your eyes when I asked you that. Like, you know what I did? I'm sorry. <laughs> Instead of like, no, I didn't. I did not roll my eyes. I'm like, no, but yeah. I saw it. Like, I'm, oh. I'm not crazy. It is so, it's, it's hard to be accountable for those things, <laughs> like, especially when we're triggered and we're all upset, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I think well, we're on the, we're on the, generally on the side of avoid lying at all costs but yeah. here's the other thing if you do find yourself lying because sometimes you just lie you know let's be honest we just lie really quickly oh, and then we're yeah. like oh sometimes crap. it's just automatic not even hold, intentional hold yourself accountable go back to your partner and say like and be honest and be like open your heart up and say like look i i feel really horrible about this like i totally said i uh i vacuumed the living room and uh and actually <laughs> i didn't but you know what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go I'm take care of that right now. Holding myself accountable. Yeah, yeah. Let's I think your partner's gonna love that, right? Yeah. Was, yes. There you go. Okay. So, uh, Instagram question. This is gonna be a really good one. Instagram right. ad. He said, she said, couples. And the question is, are you ready, honey? I'm. I'm ready. Do you and EJ have conflict? And <laughs> if you do, what about? Yeah, just like you know, every. We two definitely hours. have conflict. Not every two <laughs> Not hours. Every... Like once a week, maybe. <laughs> Not that that is good or bad. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I can one thing like immediately came to mind is um, when we do have conflicts, is I, I I've always called myself um, emotionally high maintenance, and I am because of like my past, and I'm just a really sensitive person, and mm -hmm. you know I probably need more than your average woman when it comes to like an emotional needs being met. Perhaps. And that's like a lot, right? But I told EJ on our first date, like, listen, she, you were honest. You let me know. I'm emotionally high maintenance, so you're either in or you're out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm I, in. I can't expect you to change. Um, so there are times where I'm having, even if it's like that time of the month where everything gets, you know, exacerbated a little more, um, I feel judged by you. You know, I feel like, oh God, I'm having like, it's a Saturday and I'm cranky and I'm irritable and I'm short with the kids. And everything's bothering me, and I can tell on EJ's face, like, oh my gosh, this is like our date off. And this is what I'm thinking you're thinking, yeah. which I'm probably right since yeah, I'm right 99.9% of the time. Um, and then I can see like his body language stiffens a little, and he's just like frustrated that I'm in a bad place. But here's the thing, I'm, I'm already judging myself. I already don't want to feel that way, right? I'm already having guilt about it. I can't necessarily say shame, but guilt, because I don't like that I have to feel like irritable sometimes and short and short with the kids um, and in those moments where I'm feeling judged it definitely creates this disconnect and that's where I just get really angry and then I kind of come at you and you know that yeah like, gosh I, I told you over and over EJ when I'm having like this type of day this is what I need from you and you still you have your heels dug in and I would say that's one of our biggest arguments over and over like 
when I'm this way, I just need, I need you to be light and airy yeah. and not take my mood personally. But I know that that's like asking the impossible yeah, it's too. Impossible. We're still working on it. We are. So yeah. I don't know. Do you want well, to respond to all in, of that? In that situation, it's like this final line because there's two things going on. It's like that, that you don't want me to react to you. But then at the same time, you want me to be honest about if I am reacting to you, you know, and and so, um, you know, we have to use some of what we talked about today is like I have to be compassionate in those moments and I have to know like, OK, she's she doesn't want to feel this way today. It's not yeah. fun for her to be sad or, or irritable. Um, and so I have to hold you in that place of compassion. But if I'm but if I am annoyed by it. Just if I am having a reaction, yeah. I have to say, I, I have to take, and for me, it feels like almost like a risk. You know, I have to take that risk of saying like, yeah, Tara, I'm like, I'm frustrated because it's, it's like Saturday and I just wish things could be light. But hopefully I can use the comma, but in a positive way, but yeah. I love you and I want to be here for you and I want to support you. So I'm going to let, I'm going to put my annoyance aside and know that you deserve to be treated with care right now. And, and when that happens, right? That does not what happen 100% of the time, but it happens more times than not. We're getting better in a trial and when error. When that happens, when you just take the accountability, like I just feel done and done. Like that feels really good. And then yeah. it's almost like the whole weight of the world is off my shoulders. So thank you. And yeah. you, yeah, it's, again, we're working it's on it. Work. We are. I mean, that, and that's the thing we tell all of our couples is, is good relationships don't just happen on accident. It is the hardest thing. It is. It's, it's a hard awesome. thing. We communicate. We talk about it. We try to try to fix patterns that aren't working. And, yeah. and we're and we're patient, hopefully, with ourselves and each other yeah. when we don't get it right because we don't always yeah. get it right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Well, cool. That was a great, yeah, those are two like was... really great questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank thank you. you. And again, any questions, Reach out over social please media, over please. Facebook or Instagram. Uh, please, please rate us on, on iTunes or Spotify. We really appreciate that. Um, you know, subscribe to our, our podcast. We, we love doing it and, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. 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 yeah thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Our theme music, Me and You, was written and performed by Barry Lewis Polisar. Me and you.